0: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light This show is sponsored by Empower Your Reality. Empower Your Reality is an online consciousness school that is designed to help you elevate the mind, raise your consciousness, your vibration, to attract and create the reality of what it is that you desire. On Empower, at Empower Your Reality, we have books. We have online classes. You can find the podcast here on there and other things that can help you elevate and truly learn the art and the science of creating the reality of what it is that you want to experience in your life. So for more information to check out all that we're up to and what we're doing, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, guys, it's Dr. Vic, and you're listening to another episode here on The Mindful Experiment, as each week we have a great opportunity of interviewing someone to share something to help you level up in your life. Maybe consciousness, mindset, neuroscience, whatever it may be. Um, it is something to help you become more whole, more full, find that freedom within your life this week, I had such an awesome honor to interview Anahita June. Um, it was a great conversation we had. We talked a lot about feminine energy, what really is feminine energy, and how we when we put labels on it, it kind of isolates. And uh, Anahita will talk a lot about how she wanted to make that more about calling it love rather than that. And she'll discuss that in the episode. But we talked about unity consciousness. We got into freedom and um, discussing a lot of different things when it comes to life overall and how to achieve that. She walks us through how to connect to your ethereal womb and what does that mean. And if you're a male, you're probably wondering, what the heck is an ethereal womb? I do not have that physically. And she'll discuss what that is, the power behind it, and we she takes us through it. She also walks us through a little bit of a process and how we can um, take our energy and be able to just get centered and balanced but no matter where we are in our life or no matter how chaotic it can show up. So just to share a little bit of a background Manahita, she is a feminine leadership mentor and credentialed spiritual counselor. She activates the sacral leadership of women who are ready to awaken and unleash the force of nature within, leaving no st- stone unturned. She holds transformational communities of women leading women doing the most cutting edge work for full expression, pivoting and leveling up. She was born during the Islamic revolution of Iran. Uh, Anahita is a modern day priestess, healer, and medicine woman. Anahita's work is the culmination of over 25 years of intensive study with mystic masters and shamans, social research, as well as over 10 years of her own teaching and facilitation on embodiment and divine feminine. As a 25-year veteran in the field of personal development, Anahita is committed to women living lives filled with love, beauty, pleasure, and power whilst harnessing leadership and purpose. Anahita works with female leaders who are up to creating big changes in the world while embracing the fullness of who they are. Be ready. This is a great episode, guys. I really enjoyed it. I know you will too. And um, with no further ado, here is Anahita June. Anahita, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm excited to have you on. I, I'm excited of the, the, the work you're kind of doing. It's very interesting. And we were talking a little bit before and uh, about some things. And I'm really looking forward to discussing that with you in, in, in as far as depth as we're going to go in the space of time we have today. So uh, thanks for taking time and, and sharing your wealth of knowledge to the listeners.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So thrilled to be here.
0: So one of the first questions I always like to ask, and listeners know my process pretty well here, is how did you get into what you're doing? Like, what's your story um, that got you to do the things you're doing today?
1: You know, I think, I think it's similar to a lot of stories in that it's connected to my suffering, you know, just kind of really seeking to not be in pain. And, um, and that was kind of like the opening. So uh, I grew up in Iran. It was a it was a very particular time in Iran. I mean, Iran is Iran. It's the Middle East, and it's fundamentalist Islam. And uh, but you know, I was born during the revolution, and it was the first eight years of my childhood were just war. And then take that with the trauma that I had in my home. So when I came to the states, I was a teenager, and um, you know, my mother. This is the very beginning of the work. My mother, who had been gone my my entire childhood, I had no relationship with her. She went to the landmark forum. And she, have you been to the Landmark Farm?
0: Yes, I have.
1: <laughs> there you go. All right, Victor. So she had been to the Landmark Farm. She called me on like a Saturday morning. I was 14 years old, like, you know, just crying. Um, you know, I'm so sorry I left you. And so, you know, teenager, I'm like, okay, mom, I just want to go back to bed. (laughs) But thanks. (laughs) Um, Anyway, she signed me up, she put me in the landmark farm for teens. That was at, you know, I was 14. And then a few years later, I went back and did it as an adult. And, but ultimately, I mean, there was just so much. um, And I really took to it. I mean, I fell in love with the work. And that was a portion of my life. And then I went and, um, you know, it was like, okay, this isn't quite hitting the mark for all the, all that I really want to be living and feeling. And then, and then it, the the ball just kept rolling into like Eastern studies. I went to a Buddhist college. I got a graduate degree in spiritual psychology, but at the core of it was this yearning to feel that it was okay to live as me. And it was okay to express my voice and be free and be bold. And there was just so much oppression that I'd experienced that was internalized. So, I mean, that's really all it was. It was just like, can I, can I please experience some freedom? because You know, growing up in Iran, I watched all the American movies and it was like, oh, they get to ride convertibles, they get to wear bikinis in public, you know, and then I came to America and I didn't have to cover my hair and I could wear a bikini and yet I didn't know how to be free. I didn't actually feel free. So it was really that quest for freedom that has been the last 27 years of my life.
0: Wow, that is awesome. And it, it, it's, uh, Landmark is such a, a monumental shift in, in uh, the work that they do. Did you continue on to do the other ones on, on top of just the forum?
1: You know, I was training to be a Landmark Forum leader.
0: Wow. Okay. So you've done way, <laughs> you've gone all the way. So awesome.
1: At like a really young age, like between 17 and like 21. Yeah. What, I mean, everything.
0: What a great, you know, a time in your life to go through that type of work. Uh, I'll tell you because I did mine when I, I did it when I, I got into the work at 24, um, and then I did the advance. So
1: good and young.
0: It was. It was. It was a great time. I mean, I and it was funny too because my dad when I called did the whole phone call thing, right? <laughs> and uh, he is like, "What? The? He's an Italian male from Italy, so very you know, no emotions, no nothing." Right. And, and uh, I'm calling, bawling and asking him, you know, all this stuff. And at the end, I'm like, "I love you, Dad." And then I go, he goes. Thanks. And then he hung up and I was like, dang it, all that work. I thought I was going to get the I love Thanks. you and I didn't get it. What the heck? But, you know, I know he, he does it in his own way. And, but what it, it was great work to have me see him in his, in his way rather than the way I wanted to see him
1: yeah well that that's that's great, and you know I mean, I guess it's good to also presence you know uh I've been supporting some of my clients recently and having these types of conversations, you know not not quite but, but basically, and it's just so important you know, yeah, if you go in with an expectation, you are you you know it's just like know what your expectation is, it's not even just you know it's not even just like a the unfulfilled expectation but kind of just knowing what the expectation is you know I had uh someone who recently had a conversation with her mother because she was basically saying you don't even know me <laughs> you know like and the mom was like well I want to know you and so you know she went to share with her and uh you know she had this expectation she's like well I said what was your expectation she said I wanted her to receive me like you received me <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, well, the, your Russian mother who lives in Russia is not all of a sudden like going to, you know, transform into your coach. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So it's good to keep those in mind. But it was, it was the beginning and it, I'm so grateful for it. And, um, and then I got to get some life experience under me. So that, that, that's a whole other ball of wax, you know? Oh, totally. I
0: love it. I love when you, you can learn things and you get the life experience. And that's where the beautiful wisdom comes. Indeed. So, feminine energy, feminine leadership. I want to talk a little bit about that because I, th- I think that's going to tie way into some of the other conversations. I know this is mm. going to probably lead us to. Um, there's a huge movement right now of feminine energy coming into the world. I don't know if you're into Aquarius and opening up to it all, and, and feminine energy is feminine. Just real quick to uh, just to clarify, you know, uh, the definitions. How do you dis- explain what is the imbi- defining feminine energy or feminine leadership?
1: Hmm. Well, um, I'll, I'll speak to it like this. It's an energy that is circular. It is something that is more felt than understood. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's like the thing that we're being in. It's the, it's the thing that we are having our beingness in. It's like, if the, if the ocean is the feminine, then when you take a cup of the ocean and put it in the glass, the glass is the masculine. It's the, it's the, it's the flow. It's the, it's the powerful flow that is, that gets to be felt. So that's, that's one piece of it, right? You know, I've been teaching this stuff for so long and and it's been such a big part of my life and more and more, I kind of yearn to come away from the, the word even because I remember years ago, I was in a medicine ceremony with one of my, you know, shaman teachers, and uh, he was, he was, I, w- I was having a moment, I was having a moment where I was going to ha- experience my father's illness in my body, and so he asked me a question, my shaman asked me a question, and I, and I said, well, you know, my purpose here is to serve the divine feminine, and he said, he, and he just said, well, see, you're, you're separating So why don't you just call it love or something like that? But in that moment, he said, you're separating. And I said, okay, okay, love, I'll call it love because yes, we need the language. We need the language to support us to come away from all the places that we have come so out of balance. We've come so out of balance. We've lost our priorities. We've lost our connection with the earth. We have a culture of misogyny and, you know, I don't, I won't even talk about the patriarchy anymore because I'm so sick of talking about the patriarchy. (laughs) Like It's like, it's like, I don't, I don't want to make anybody wrong. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't who I am in the world is no longer available for even making patriarchy wrong. <laughs> Given that even the culture that I grew up in and the experiences that I've had in my life, I'm not even available for that. So that we use the languaging of feminine masculine just to give some texture and uh, give us a way to navigate in how do we bring ourselves into wholeness? So I want to just put that in there. And then more and more, you know, I've been, my work has been, you know, embodied feminine leadership, you know, what is it that to have women that are specifically women, but now it's really so available to men and there's so many good men, you know, walking this path. And I have a feeling like you're one of them right here. So it's, it's the ability to lead from a higher intelligence. That is, that is more of the invisible. That is not, and yet it doesn't transcend. It doesn't transcend. It doesn't just you know, sit in meditation all day. So the, the reason that the word embodiment and feminine go together is because the body is actually the, the feminine principle. The body is the feminine principle. Our bodies, you tell me if I lose you, okay? <laughs> the body is the principle that is of the earth. Our bodies are of the earth the earth is our bodies, the earth is feminine, the body is feminine. So the more that we can clear our bodies of the emotional pain, the psychological pain, the more that we can trust that our bodies aren't here just to serve our ego's agenda. Our bodies are not just here to be pumped full of caffeine and Red Bull and, you know, uh, in the morning and wine at night and take a, you know, sleeping pill at night and a upper in the morning. That is actually not what our bodies are here for. They're actually filled with intelligence. The intelligence that's of the earth, like supreme creativity, supreme aliveness, um, pleasure, joy, ecstasy. Our bodies are actually the source of everything that we want. They're not the thing that we get to manipulate, use, and abuse to, to get what we have been sold we want. Are you with me?
0: I am totally with you.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, embodied feminine leadership or, you know, embodied leadership is just this, uh, understanding that we are more powerful. We are more powerful. The more that we can bring all parts of ourselves into our bodies, the more that our bellies relax, the more that we stop holding. I mean, gosh, I was, I was a gymnast and a dancer and all the things. And uh, my belly, I mean, it was like a Pilates, like tight, like, mm, like I had, it was pulled in all day (laughs) long, you know? And it was like, I remember I had like this, you know, sort of mystical dance teacher, you know, telling me to like connect with my womb as she was dropping me into this private dance session. And I remember I was like, I can't feel my womb. Like I understand that it's there, but I have no, I had like no feeling for it. I could not even find it. And I know that obviously you're a man and and you have a variety of audience. So just to know that even men have an etheric womb, we all have an etheric, like whether, even if, even if you've had a hysterectomy or you're a man, if you don't have a physical womb, there's an etheric womb. So you can feel it. I mean, I've been, you know, I've I've done the, I've done the work with men, you know, that are like, I feel my etheric womb. And I'm like, yeah, baby, that's it. (laughs) So, just that all of ourselves comes all the way in. And, and then when we come all the way in, then we're not, um, we're not writing above anything. We are fully available to meet whatever is in front of us. We are fully available to be in an exchange with life. Whatever is here, I can feel it. You know. Um, I had this experience recently. You asked me kind of like, well, what, what do you want to talk about? You know, and I was like, well, unity consciousness. But where this came from, and I want to share this because I want to share like what's available when we fully commit to being in our bodies and like what it actually looks like, right? <laughs> what embodied feminine leadership actually looks like when you're in the in the mud, in the mess, in the mess of the leadership. I I um I have been volunteering with an organization whose work I really appreciate. However, there is a um there there is there's still some of the paradigm of power over in the, in the organization. And so there's a male executive who is, I was, you know, I was experiencing as highly misogynistic in and in, in a large group setting with lots of other people, we were having a full exchange. And this is someone who I have seen in his growth. It's someone who, you know, like I've seen him grow. So he wasn't, he, he would have never, he would have never done that. So unfortunately, the way he's kind of, well, whatever, he's in his journey of holding his power in a certain way. And so it came out as, you know, just totally didn't hear what I was saying, was mansplaining me, didn't talk to the men the same way, just kept going after me, like after me, after me. And I was so angry, Victor. I was so angry. Like, oh my God. I mean, I wanted, first I was like, okay, I'm going to be open. I'm going to communicate with him. Then I was, I was like, well, you know, I don't know if I can curse on your show. Do you,
0: (laughs) I it is like, however you want to be.
1: <laughs> I was like, I was like, fuck you. Like, do you know who I am? Blah, blah, blah. You know, just full ego defense. Then, okay, two days later, we're still, we're, we were in an intensive. So he was, he kept showing up on my Zoom screen, <laughs> you know, and I was like, okay. Um, okay, okay. I'm going to send him a message. and I'm going to communicate. So I sent him a message. He doesn't message me back. Oh, now I'm like, livid. Okay. So it's like day three or day four. And I am really, and like, okay, like if I am so triggered, if I am so triggered, then what I am saying he is, I must also be. And the only way that I was able to access that and actually get to the breakthrough that I'll share with you is that I was able to feel while functioning while running a business and being a mother and being a wife and being a friend and all the things that I was actually able to feel that I felt like I was being put through a meat grinder in the center of my being. Like, let's say you you know, that solar plexus, like that, that area, like I literally felt like the whole thing was being put through a meat grinder. It was so painful physically to be in this trigger with him. And I said to my best friend, I said, oh my gosh, like, I know, I know I must be a misogynist. I must be a fucking misogynist because I am so jiggered and I'm in so much pain to even look at him, even though I have so much compassion and, you know, funny enough, he grew up in Iran too. We moved to America at the same time. Like, you know, I know, I know a lot about his life and I have tremendous compassion and actually some love for him. I do have love for him. I've always had love for him, but um I was like, okay, so that's where I get to look. And I wouldn't even be able to know that that's where I get to look, to, you know, if I wasn't, if I hadn't done all of this work to stay in my body, to trust the intelligence of my body, to not get stuck, but to keep unraveling it, to keep asking the question, to know that I'm the powerful creator. So here, like here, here I, I have him in my experience. I have created this man in my experience and this is how I'm experiencing him. And, you know, I was talking to some of the other women that were, and men that were in that meeting and a lot of the meetings. (laughs) And what was interesting was hearing some of them saying like, um, because some, I, you know, one woman was crying later to somebody else and, you know, but their, their thought was like, oh, somebody has to stand up for her. And, and they didn't though, until the next day when they had their breakdown and they were crying, but there was no part of me in that exchange that I ever thought I needed someone to stand up for me. What was interesting was was that they did, though. and the men, too, they were like, "You can count on me to to use my voice." You know, mm-hmm. it was amazing to see you using your voice. And I was like, "Yeah, I thought I was fully in my power, and I was triggered. you know, I was definitely I was definitely activated. so the beauty the beauty of it that I want to get to is kind of being able to ask those questions and say, "Well, I must be a misogynist. I must be a misogynist if I'm this." if I am in this much physical pain in my relationship to him. And, uh, you know, in that moment, it was just like, okay, so where am I? And literally in that moment, and this is the one that came to me in that moment. And I know there are countless other ones that I haven't uncovered yet, but it's amazing is that when I asked it, it was revealed to me the exact place I was being a misogynist that day, that day. Okay. That day we had a new, um, it was their second time, this woman and her sister who clean our home. And, um, and I had asked, they had been here once before, and I had asked my husband to negotiate the rate with them instead of doing it. it. And I've always asked my husband to negotiate the rate with our cleaning people because he's a white man and it's a different dynamic. And there you have it. There I am, <laughs> misogynist. I mean, it's like, holy, you know what I mean though? Like, oh my God, it was right there. It was that day. It, it wasn't like some, you know, and then I just see it. I see. It. it's like, oh, and so that has allowed me to then have a completely different level of conversation with the women in my community and how I support them and what they're going through, if they're going through, you know, um, uh, you know, like boundaries being crossed at work. I just had someone I was supporting through leaving leaving her high executive position because of sexual harassment. But how to approach these things from a place of, it's not about othering, it's actually, you know, moving up the energy systems of the body, really yogis would call the chakras. It's like moving up the energy system, moving up the chakras with the Me Too movement so that it doesn't just stay at that very base level of setting the boundary, but that there's there's an evolution to it.
0: I love the I appreciate you sharing that story because there's a lot of nuggets in there, life nuggets and wisdom and a lot of beauty and behind it because, well, you think about it, you could have fell into the trap of like, yeah, look what he's doing to me. There's a victim aspect to it. There's the, um, what's it, herd mentality, not herd mentality. It's like the echo room, I call it, where uh, you see yeah, this a the, lot nowadays, right?
1: The agreement. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that moment right where the people were telling me that they were, you know, They were they oh I I was feeling it too. And they were I said, listen, I am working to completely shift into a different consciousness because I don't think this that this is my job anymore to like be so rah-rah in my stand for power and for women. And so I I was like, you know, stop agreeing with me. It's not helpful. (laughs) Stop it. Because they would keep I would keep going back into the trigger. And so I had to just say, look, like, that's not what I'm occupying anymore. And he hasn't been in my experience at all. And I'll be curious to see if he is at all or not. Yeah, We'll see.
0: But it, it, it's great to do that because in the sense of what you did, because then it, it again, it comes to that aspect of there's no them. And because I always tell people when something triggers you, it's inside you. And And I said, if it triggers you even more and like it's really taking a lot of you, that's because you resist it within. And, I, you know, I love how you bring up earlier before the story about like, you know, the, the feminine energy, what is that, you know, it's connected with the body and, 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 or being feeling with the body, being with the body, being present with it. I love your analogy of how it's the the feminine of the body is the same because the, the earth is feminine. It's the, the same. We come from the same thing. And um, I love that because in my work, a lot of what I do, left brain, right brain dominance, that's my chiropractic work I do. And, mm-hmm. and left brain is very uh, ego, uh, you know, very logical, masculine energy where the right brain is more of that feminine energy, the emotional side and connecting and feeling and, and doing the emotion quote EQ part of the body, uh, the brain and so much more. And it allows you to, uh, you know, have that balance. But unfortunately in today's era, we're very left brain dominant, um, for males for the most part and and females are normally not always, but most of the time going to be more of that, uh, uh, right brain. But I'm very curious how to connect with your ethereal womb as being a male, because I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You want, you want to give it a shot?
0: Why not? Let's do it. I know the males are probably going, listening to this going, ethereal <laughs> womb? Man, Dr. Vic, this is an interesting one here. So I, I think it'd be great to just give them a little of experience to the listeners and say, hold up, guys, just, just go with the flow on this. There's always something to it.
1: Well, so so here's one piece that, that might be helpful, you know? Um like, what is the purpose of the male nipple?
0: Great question. I've always asked the same thing. I, I don't have an answer to it.
1: You, there's no milk.
0: Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> right? there, no matter what you yeah, do. Yeah, there's
1: there's nothing there. So so if you were to just kind of put, um, let's say, put uh, your hands together so that your thumbs are, you know, kind of connecting right at the top of the t- the thumbs Mm -hmm. and then your index fingers are connecting with the index fingers so you're basically making a triangle with your hands Mm -hmm. and then go ahead and put that triangle kind of right with your thumb kind of falling right above your belly button gotcha and your fingers tips kind of pointing down and closing your outer eyes so we're just gonna do this right here dr (laughs) rick why not (laughs) let's do it let's do it i'm so up for it Oh, so just closing the outer eyes and breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. Two rounds of really fully exhaling out of the mouth, breathing into the nose and out through the mouth and taking your awareness all the way down to the space that is behind where your hand is, the space behind your belly button. Feeling the energy of that space. If there's a color, there's a temperature. Knowing that regardless of your physical gender in this life, that this is the storehouse and center for your creativity. The storehouse and center for desire which the combination of creativity and desire is that allows you to create, bring the formless into form, give birth essentially. This is the energy center where these things live. And whether you're in a male body in this life or a female body, there are multiple lives happening across multiple timelines because there is no time. And so you've been female, you are female. You have womb, you don't have physical womb in all so many lives, this is not the only one. And the energetic body knows that this is the place from where you create. So with this understanding, taking in a deep breath and sending it all the way down to the space behind your hands, soften the belly and then exhaling out. Breathe in again. Pressing the hand out with your breath. (sighs) Having the intention that you get to connect with the intelligence that lives in this energy center of your body. That there is significant creativity and power regardless of gender. It's just how our bodies are made. And then giving a little squeeze to that space kind of like hey yeah there is there is an etheric room okay just, just kind of feeling it with your hands how's that how was that
0: very cool i like it i can feel the energy <laughs> for sure did you oh yeah um very powerful creative center um now does that play a role in your 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 uh, sacral chakra too is that all part of it
1: Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's the energy center, right? There's the energy center of the sacral chakra. And then there's, um, which is kind of like where the creativity and desire live. And then when, depending on the, and so that connects to the etheric womb, the physical body, when, when you have a physical womb, it's like literally right there. But um, again, there's no such thing as time. So, you know, you are, you are (laughs) prancing around in beautiful dresses and other timelines.
0: Oh yeah. I know. And some people go this is a little crazy a little out there and I'm like there's parallel universes and not a quantum physics backing up a lot of this stuff.
1: There certainly is.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I know sometimes it can get a little bit like where are we going but um, <laughs> it's just what's the point? You know, what's the point? I'm definitely, you know, it's kind of like I'm so done um wondering like did I freak you out? <laughs> did I freak you, out? you know, like I'm so not like all right, we're just going to go there all the places.
0: No, totally. I mean, my background's in it, uh, besides chiropractic is also energy medicine, Reiki master and trainer and all that fun. jazz. So for me, it was like going into that space. I was like, oh yeah, that's it. Boom. Right there. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. here we go. I'm taking my, I can feel my power coming back. I can feel my creativity right there. And I'm just like, all right. I like the, the energy presence here. This is good stuff.
1: Yeah. You want to take it one step further. I mean, because you know, this not everybody knows what a womb actually looks like would be to actually visualize the diagram of a womb in that space of your body.
0: That's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> Were you doing that?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say but it, but I was like, not everybody actually knows what a womb looks like. So somebody who knows anatomy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah.
0: What, what, when I explained to practice, I work my special. I specialize in pediatrics and prenatal. So I'm always like, uh, oh, okay. Giving the air balloon analogy of like when I'm talking about how the uterus needs to be in a certain alignment with ligament alignments and so forth, and now if, if it's off, what does it do? So I don't know if that helps or not. I don't know if you use that or not, but a hot air balloon is always a great, a, great example.
1: A hot air balloon yeah tell me more
0: oh so like i you know like if you look at like if you picture the uterus as a hot air balloon and the wound, yes you know it, there are there's strings that attach to it and and are yes. called the round yes. ligament that's one mm-hmm. that's a couple yes. strings yes. you have another big one that comes around and elopes behind it which is known as the broad ligament Those are four key ligaments that will hold the positioning of it, but what happens is with pelvic alignment and sacral alignment from that level, um, sometimes it will pull one versus the other, and it pulls from the top, not the bottom, so it deviates the bottom to the left or right angle. And that can cause positioning issues, longer labor time, stress on baby, stress on mom, a lot of different things that can happen. Um, And so the key thing is what I do is through chiropractic is to help align that, which will align the ligaments and help with that to get it to be in perfect alignment.
1: Oh, my gosh. Seriously. So grateful for all the chiropractors (laughs)
0: that got
1: to support me through my pregnancy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
0: It's one of the things I tell I tell females all the time. I'm like I go every woman besides anything else, but I'm like every woman who's ever going to think about getting pregnant, get adjusted even before, before and then during. Um, because who doesn't, who wants to have less labor time? Who wants to heal faster? Who wants to have less stress on their baby? Um, I, I don't know what woman wouldn't. And it's one of the things we can definitely help with.
1: You know, people said that to me and I did, but the one thing people didn't say to me, cause everyone was talking about, oh, like the, the hormones, the elastin hormones are still in your body and everything is loose. I wish someone would have told me to get an adjustment right after.
0: Yeah. See, I am surprised they didn't. Yeah. I, I, I always tell my pregnant patients, I'm like, I'll educate them through a process. And I'm like, as soon yeah. as you're done. When you're on the way home, if, if I'm in the office, come get adjusted and then let's continue a plan. Because, like, what happens is when the relaxant hormones coming back, we you know, releasing out of the body takes a few months, um, you can do a lot of corrective changes in that process because the ligaments are kind of loose. So they're easy to change a little bit. So, if you have like a loss of curve in your neck or a very imbalanced pelvis or something along those lines, we can correct those a lot faster, which in three months, that normally will take a year to year and a half.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, nobody told me that. So I thought I was doing myself a service, not going, and I didn't go for two and a half months, which is like, would be, I was in excruciating pain. I was in a level 10 pain wow. while like traveling abroad and leading an international retreat with a two and a half month old baby. Wow. And okay. And then I came home and I had another retreat, like right after that, like literally it was like, you know, two retreats back to back. Cause I'd been on maternity and you know, whatever. <laughs> this is his business. It was already planned. Everything. People were signed up. People are like, we're going to England. So um I was like, oh my gosh, I, I think I really have to see. it. And it was so amazing. It was one, one. I was done. I was like, the, t- the pain was gone. I was like, wow, nobody told me this. Nobody said anything.
0: Well, not not now, you know, for others.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now I can warn others.
0: Yeah. Um, No, but I hear you on that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty fascinating stuff. Um, And I love how you, you know, another thing you're bringing up is intelligence, just talking about chiropractic here for a second. You know, we talk a lot about the innate intelligence of the body and how it's the interconnection, all living things have innate intelligence. And then there's a universal intelligence that governs all things. Um, And we all come like, I always I tell people it's like it's like an octopus with tentacles you just have one coming out and that's that's your innate intelligence that's governing who you are at this time uh, but we're all part of the big pool of universal intelligence and uh, I think that's very very critical to have people understand that from a level of what you were sharing about this amazing intelligence in our body and all that good stuff but
1: yeah I mean I just I want to present something too like around you know you were talking we were talking about you were asking about like the feminine and embodied feminine and it's it's just uh the body is such a tremendous resource you know for for the lives that we want to live and and so it's to not forget that and to not just uh you know and we all forget example lady who teaches this stuff going international with a with a crazy back and a baby you know we all we all forget um But I wanted to share something, actually, if that's okay, because it it just kind of came in as a way to connect with this um, supportive resource intelligence. In my experience, women, when they connect with the sensual experience of the body, it becomes a really powerful shift to just, oh, like, I didn't even know it could do that. And so is it okay if we just do something together real quick? It's gonna That's- take like two minutes. Yeah, no, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna invite us to close our eyes, whether you're identify as male or female, I think this will support you anyway. Ooh. So just closing the eyes, taking a couple of deep breaths. And on your next breath, and on the exhale, just begin to hum. Hmm. Mm-hmm notice where the humming is mm, in your body where it's vibrating and see if with your mind's eye and your awareness you can send the hum all the way down the front of your spine mm, then hum in your pelvic floor mm, and then hum up the back of the spine mm, Now going down the back of the spine with the hum. Mm. Filling the pelvic floor with the hum. Mm. Mm. And coming up the front of the spine. Mm. And so just incorporating something like that in a, in a busy life or when we're overstimulated, or our nervous system kind of feels like we're not we're not in charge. It's all happening to us. And it's so stressful. It can be so powerful to, Hey, like there's a tremendous amount of aliveness that I have access to right here.
0: So true. I love that. And it's a, it's a great way Just again, like you were just saying a reset, like using your, your body as a tool to reset and, and get back to center or get back to the present moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be willing to be in the present moment.
0: Amen to that. So I know we talked a little about unity consciousness. I love to dive just a little deeper into that a little bit more because, you know, I think the, when we see things on the public stage and I I, I call it a stage for many reasons, but um, I think those are opportunities for us to heal things that are ready to be healed. Um, And it's up to us to make the choice to do that. Because I always try to tell people that we have the power at the end of the day um, you know, when you want to, I was, a when I first came out of chiropractic school, I was very like, I'm going to save the world. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And yeah. then, you know, a couple of years later, I'm going, you know, I had a meditation and, uh, in my meditation, some, uh, information was coming through and it was kind of, they kind of make, I, I it's kind of a joke of experience and like, you're going to save the world, huh? You, you ready? You stop, you're ready to stop doing it backwards. And I was like, what do you mean? I go, okay, i to save the world. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep educating, learning, and all the things I can do. And they're like, <laughs> you're, you're never going to get there because you're doing it backwards. And I was like, what do you mean? And so eventually I started asking questions. And then I was like, right. oh, I got to focus on me, like my beingness, my essence, mm-hmm. my level of consciousness, mm-hmm. and then that transforms.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: how And I love your story because, I mean, it was, it was such a great example of this, but you know, how can individuals then utilize what you did in your that that one example you shared how do they play a role or how can they see instead of falling for victimhood or you know all these different things that are going out there how can we see us all as one in the essence and take that as a lesson of learning to understand more of it, to revealing more within with what's within us
1: yeah absolutely well it's it's like. Yes, we're all one. There's so many layers to this. There's so many layers to the conversation because it's not, it's not just like a rainbows and butterflies. We're all one. It's actually like, no, we are actually all co-creating it moment to moment, but, but it's not even co-creating it. Like the only place, the experience of power, the only experience that I'm ever going to have as the source of power to create my life as the source of power to create my experience, and that goes for any of us, comes from knowing that, that piece about the quantum physics, that what is being observed changes based on the one who is doing the observing. We know this, science proves this. The, 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 the molecule will change based on the observer. The atom will change based on the observer. And so, Literally, we are all, we are co-creating, but we're not co-creating the same thing. <laughs> we're co-creating complete individual universes. And yet there's significant agreement around the ways of, of what things don't work. So this is like one layer. And then I've studied with shamans and medicine men and you know have been trained in a lot of those modalities for the last decade plus. And then there's also like the thing around discernment. So like, how do you, it doesn't mean you're just like, you know go into everything and you, and you know like you don't have energetic boundaries it doesn't mean that either it's it's like multiple truths get to exist at the same time for us to actually experience our power so um you're saying how do we not fall into victim i mean it's really recognizing that i think education high level conversation being a, in a community of transformation whether it's like landmark or you know whatever that's that's one like MITT there's so many big companies that do the transformation and then there's there's smaller people companies like my company you know and I, we do it with women and we work with spiritual technologies but to get in those conversations where you're where the agreement is around being in full ownership that we are the powerful creators of our experience and therefore what are we available to create and how is it that we want to create this new earth you know um Eckhart Tolle wrote this book like what, like 12 years ago? I feel like that's when I read it. Did you ever read The New Earth when it came out?
0: Uh it was about uh, 12 years ago, yeah. I was in chiropractic school when I was reading it.
1: Yeah, you read it. Yeah, I, I remember literally when I was reading it. And now, I mean, I haven't picked it back up. I don't have a copy. I don't I don't know, you know, I've given it all away. But um, but I I have such a great appreciation for him calling it the new earth and him speaking to the pain body. And it's really just that we we be at full responsibility that I be at full responsibility for how I experience the world and the places where my pain body gets activated. Even if my pain body is connected to my sexual trauma as a child, that I didn't choose as a human, but acknowledging that like my human self isn't all that I am. I'm a spiritual being. So my soul did choose the experience so I could learn forgiveness. So I could do the work that I do with women. I mean, it's, like, it's such a big part of who I am. It's such a big part of why women trust me. So I'm not a victim to my sexual trauma. I, I'm very clear that I chose it. I'm very clear that I chose it. And I'm fully available for that. There are other t- lives where I've been the one, I've been the one making the transgression. And so in this life, it could only be that I am not like in shaming of, of him and what he did. And I know, I know I'm kind of doing big strokes, but um, you know, when you ask like, how do we do this? There, there gets to be, we each get to have a moment where we decide what kind of life do we want to live? Do you want to live a life where you would rather be right about all the ways other people have done you wrong and all the ways that life is not working for you? Or would you rather have a life where you are connected to the infinite power of the universe and you literally have God by your side? Would you rather have that one? And if you would rather have that one, well, then guess what? You get to recognize that what's being observed changes based on the observer, that you are a spiritual being having a human experience, not a human being having a spiritual experience. And therefore, the earth is completely a curriculum that your soul already chose. So you chose the curriculum. Here you are. Everything we're looking at is constantly changing based on the observer. So how can I shift to have what I'm observing change? And if what I'm observing is activating pain in me, emotional pain, physical pain, psychological pain, emotional pain, that's the opportunity to know where I get to do my work to forgive myself, to forgive myself for my beliefs of how I see myself and my shortcomings. And this is, you know, I live in, I'm sharing with you, I live in Kauai and just such a simple powerful spiritual technology of the ho'oponopono Hawaiian prayer you know which is i um, i'm sorry please forgive me thank you i love you you know and it's like i am now doing this everywhere all the time and i'm doing it in in large it's with myself like i'm do anyone i'm doing it with it's also with me they're just a reflection of me so it's literally the only place to, the only way to be powerful is to actually give up um, needing to be right about how we have been wronged, or how we have been taken from, or how we have been abused. And I don't say that to take away anyone's human experience of trauma, because that's real, and I've had plenty of it as well. I hope that made sense.
0: That made perfect sense to me. I mean, when you're when you tran, and then when you transcend the trauma in, in that essence, there's this other essence of power that and, and that comes through. That is a whole set of energy. And I call it freedom because you're not putting yourself in, I would say, any trauma, whatever anyone has gone through. We all have our own experiences in some way or another. Um, But you put yourself in this mental prison. And then all of a sudden, when you transcend that, then I truly believe that's freedom in an essence because now you're not holding yourself back, giving your power away to somebody or something or some issue or whatever may have showed up or whatever experience you went through. But instead, it's now that doesn't hold over me anymore. I've returned the power back to me.
1: Absolutely, and one thing I always say this when people use the word transcend, um, Victor, because it's it's like um, transcend uh, or integrate, but you know, not to not feel it all the way through, to feel it all the way through. You know, I can only say what I'm saying because I have felt the pain of my sexual trauma all the way through. I, and there were moments where the only way I could even deal with it was to say that it was so separate from me. Like, so there's all these stages in our evolution of really being in full ownership of ourselves as creator and and transmuting the the pain body, but right, transcending after feeling it all the way to the bottom because otherwise it's just bypass and there's no empowerment in that.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. I wrote a a book called The Walk in the Dark. And in that book, I talk about how you have to go as deep as you can into the darkness to really appreciate the light of who you are. And a lot of times, some people just like, it's like going, put your toes in the water and be like, okay, did enough there. I'm good. Uh Uh-huh. Touch the water. We're good. And like, no, you got to go as wherever the bottom of that pool is or the ocean, lake, whatever you want to call it. And you got to go sit with it and get with it. So that way you can get it all, bring it up to the surface so it can heal from the light.
1: Mm. Beautiful.
0: Well, I feel like I can talk to you all day long, but uh
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's a joy. You are a joy.
0: I appreciate that. Um and I appreciate you sharing your wealth of knowledge, but before we go, how can people connect with you, follow up, see what you're up to, all that you're doing and 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 connect with you?
1: Yeah, best way is to come on over to the website. We have um you can watch my TED Talk, you can um opt in for one of the free things which will allow you then to be we do lots of free events so really the best way is to come and like take the assessment and then that way you'll you'll be in you know part of a pretty large community of women and and uh host lots of free trainings and free things and um and paid things you know but there's a lot that goes on so it's Anahita anahitajune.com a-n-a-h-i-t-a anahita a-n-a-h-i-t-a june dot com. Just come on over and get connected.
0: Anita, it was, it was a great pleasure to have you on. I appreciate taking time to share uh, with all the listeners here. I uh, love the My work pleasure. you're doing. Keep raising the consciousness level as you do that for yourself. I know you're doing that for others, and that's what the world needs right now. So greatly appreciate everything you're doing.
1: Thanks so much, Dr. Vig. Appreciate you and being on.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21